Hello and welcome to another episode of Base News Network. This is going to be a Patreon episode, so if you're listening on Patreon, thank you for supporting. And if you're listening on the, the free platforms, enjoy the preview and you can listen to the full episode on Patreon if you want to. Anyways, I'm Puck Revolution now, aka Kyle, here with Sophie, aka Jonah Varka, and we're going to be reviewing... Hi. Hi. We're going to be reviewing a deep... We're going to be doing a deep, deep dive of the Emoji Movie, the 2017 you didn't, classic. You didn't, think it was pos- you didn't think it was possible, but we found a way. Uh, the who, Emoji who, Movie. Who's that, we? <laughs> who, who didn't think that was possible? Well, some have written the Emoji Movie off as being superficial, um, too heavy on the product placements, but there's a real substance to it, so... We're I'm to just do the impossible. well. So my favorite genre is science fiction comedy. <laughs> so this movie is already. I I have a lot of good feelings watching this movie. All right, so let's just let's just start by talking about the fact that it has was like a like a three point something on IMDb, a three point a three a three point four. It's really bad. A 3.4 on IMDb and a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's a li- that's kind of an under that's like that's that's like too low though. You think? Sophie, you were laughing. I was laughing. That's true. I well, okay, but why was I laughing? <laughs> well, the hand character was kind of funny. Yeah, he was funny in a like it's, it's James Corden. Like I don't know. It. it, it I don't think the mo- film has a lot of merit in terms of what it intentionally brought forth. You're a very different person when we hit the record button. Then <laughs> you were into okay. the movie, Sophie. I I enjoyed it. It just I didn't think it was like a genuinely good. Like like you know like you know what I mean. Okay, you agree but I'm, with I- me. Oh, no, I agree. Like, I gave it a 2 out of 5. Which is like a 4 out of 10. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, it has a 3.4 out of 10 when it deserves a, a solid 4 out of 10. Okay, we can get in semantics later. Can you explain, like, more about the Moji movie? Like, what is it about? All right, well... I mean, not really. It's there's <laughs> really not much to say about the movie. I don't know how we're gonna do a whole hour-long podcast, but it's about okay. So it's about emojis, and emo and in every cell phone, apparently, there's like an emoji universe, and emojis are hired to do one job, which is make the correct emotion when the time comes and someone presses on that emoji. And there's one emoji that has like a bug or a glitch or something. And he is able to do any freaking emotion he wants. And he's hired to do the meh emoji. I thought he was born a meh. Like, aren't they born like a certain emoji? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was born to be. He, is, he was, yeah, yeah, that's like exactly his right. Are meh. But yeah. I, I think the thing is that everyone can change their emotions. They're just repressing it. 
I think the poop emoji is stuck as a poop emoji. Well, clearly they didn't think out think the plot out much or like the details of like the actual logistics of this idea out well because I don't know. There's not there's certain emojis. It's like it's an apple emoji. Like what are they gonna do? Like you know what I mean? Change to different fruit. So like there's a little bit of questions, I guess. So they didn't really think think the whole idea through. So he was born a meh emoji, and he was supposed to do the meh emoji, but he had some genetic disorder or something that made him capable of being able to do any emotion he wants. And he gets hired to do the meh emoji, and when his time comes... And the kid who owns the cell phone presses the meh emoji. He gets anxious, has a panic attack, does the wrong emoji. And then the emoji universe decides they need to kill kill him. Yeah, basically like delete him off the phone or like replace him with a functioning meh emoji. They're going to kill him. Um, they're basically gonna kill him. No, That's they're they they're imply. not. They're not basically gonna kill him. They're going to kill him. They're gonna. Well, they're going to a- kill. They're going to kill him. But they use language that is a little more sanitized. I felt like it was yes. They okay. They use language is a little bit more sanitized, but I felt like it was really scary. They were gonna kill him. The thing that I think kind of makes it a little fun though is. The boy who presses the meh emoji and then gets the wrong emoji, he's like, oh, dang, my cell phone's busted. I'm going to go to the Apple store <laughs> and get my phone wiped <laughs> and restart my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and this and this is going to uh, this is going to like kill all the emojis. <laughs> so the emojis are mad at the meh emoji for messing up <laughs> because He's gonna get everyone in the in the emoji universe killed, so they're gonna kill him as punishment. Imagine you press an emoji and it's the wrong emoji, like, and then you decide, okay, I'm going to the Apple Store and I'm gonna get my phone wiped permanently, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of fun because it kind of makes you feel guilty now. Whenever you get a new phone or, or break your phone or get your phone restarted or something. Cause well, I've, I've always thought, felt that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, for sure. So you, you really have, Sophia. We've talked about this. Like you, you give a lot of... You give these little inanimate, inanimate objects feelings. And this movie oh, yeah. really Remember plays at that. Remember my computer stuff? Yeah. That was really upsetting for me. So. Yeah. So... This movie's getting kind of heavy. It's like it's the it's life or death for the entire emoji Indeed. world. So the movie that's basically the plot is this emoji is running for his life. And then he 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 tries to get cured or something. I don't know. But obviously well, it's just it, it 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 turns into like they're they're hopping from app to app while he's trying to figure out how to get cured. And it's kind of like just every single app he goes into is just, it's basically an advertisement for that. 
Yeah, app. like Candy Crush. What other one do they do? Dance Dance Revolution, I think they the, did. The most atrocious one was Dropbox. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. was insane. Because no kid, care, no one who goes to see the Emoji movie wants to think about Dropbox. That's for the, the that's for the parents. I don't think the kids know what Dropbox is. Dropbox you associate with the least fun tasks you ever have to do at work, which is transferring large files. It's like a pain. And then this movie is like, we need to get to the Dropbox app because the Dropbox it's secure and you can trust that whatever's uploaded to Dropbox oh, is going to be yeah. safe <laughs> so in the cloud. <laughs> no, and they said it like that like it was an ad which it isn't ad but they used basically like ad copy while they were like you know they were like speaking like it was a commercial like with like emphasizing how secure it is and it was so funny <laughs> so going back to at the beginning of our episode Sophie when I was kind of teasing you for enjoying the movie and then you come on the podcast and say it's a bad movie. Hmm. It is a bad movie. <laughs> I know it's a bad movie. I know it's no, a bad you're, movie. No, you're right. You're right. But I just, I think we should, I think we need to do, a, we need to do a little bit of defending here of the movie on the podcast. True, because, true. because it was really entertaining. It was. It was. I've heard a lot of criticism that it's like, it's bad and boring. And there's elements of that are true, but there's just so many like funny moments that are like, because they're not, not intentionally so. Wouldn't you say this is better than the FNAF movie? Oh, yeah. Actually, I didn't even think it was possible for like a movie to be worse than this. Like as far as like an animated kids movie besides those like knockoff ones but the FNAF movie was way worse than the, than the emoji movie and i yeah that shocks me to say yeah yeah that's what i'm saying it's like like the emoji movie is like a four out of ten so everyone's like saying oh my god the emoji movie is the worst movie ever it's like it's really bad but at least with the emoji movie you can kind of get like a laugh out of oh my goodness they really put an advertisement in this movie well, the FNAF movie, you, you don't get any of that. So, yeah, no, it's it's not it's not so bad it's good. It is definitely bad and boring, but it's also... Sometimes it's so bad it's good. Sometimes it's so bad it's good. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think, I think what was happening is they were trying to do what the Lego movie did. They were trying to do what, like, um, Wreck-It Ralph was doing, you know what I mean? But just way way worse the funny thing is i'm looking at this movie the stats here on wikipedia its budget was 50 million five zero million they should have put that money somewhere else well but the box office was 217 million wow i mean that's so, kind of what happened with fnaf like fnaf is really yeah that's true profiting it's horrible though so we as a society are sending a signal to movie studios to keep making this junk because we will give you we will give you money well it's funny you bring that up and i i kind of want to discuss something that is not the emoji movie just briefly because that reminds me of something that i've seen um 
there are two films coming out soon. By the time of this episode, it might be out already. But um, Wonka, starring Timothy Chalamet, I believe it's a prequel to Willy Wonka. And uh, the Mean Girls movie, like new remake. Both of which are musicals. Did you know that Wonka was a music going to be a musical? Wonka with Wonka with uh, Timothy. Yeah, that's going to be a musical. Wow, I didn't know that. Why I'm bringing this up is that neither of the um, like advertisements for the film, a little bit with the Mean Girls one, but not really. They're not being advertised as musicals because apparently. The studios found, or the market research has found that that actually discourages people from going to see the movies. So what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to go to the Willy Wonka prequel without knowing it's going to be a musical, and then it's a music. You know what I mean? So like, they are doing anything possible to make money, even if it means like leaving out crucial details in the advertising of a film. So I think it again, just to your point, it goes to show that. They will put out bad content or they will mislead audiences as long as it makes them money. So I'm reading that this movie had, I don't even know what this means. I Maybe someone, I don't know what it is. It's on the Wikipedia. So I'm just going to read directly from the Wikipedia. Review embargoes for the film were lifted midday July 27th. Only a few hours before the film premiered to the general public. In a move considered along among several tactics studios are using to try to curb bad Rotten Tomatoes ratings. So they basically, I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounds like a lot of times before a movie officially comes out, movies will let critics see the movie early i know they do that i've i I know they do that but i guess for this movie they they anticipated it was going to get bad scores so in order to make the most money they could they didn't do that for this movie there was review embargoes whatever that is i don't know how that's enforced and well i think it makes sense from the name what it is yeah and then I guess, and then I guess at last minute, once they finally like released the movie, then they they obviously lifted the review embargo. Um, wow! So that's pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty radical. Yeah. Well, one movie I saw early that was that was like with like it was in a, it was like in in a screening where like there was like music mo- not music movie critics there was Dumb and Dumber Two, <laughs> and. I loved Dumb and Dumber 2. I've never seen the first one or the second one. I haven't really seen the first one from start to finish. But like Dumb Dumber and Dumber 2, that has a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it was like, uh, critics didn't like it. And it, it's so good. It's, it's spelled dumb and dumber and then 2 is T-O. T-O. No, just T-O. Oh, I thought the first one. I think Dumb and Dumber 2 is awesome. And I actually saw it again. I saw the movie twice (laughs) in theaters. Can we watch it? We should probably watch the first one because I haven't seen the first one. But yeah, yeah, we we can watch watch Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah, anyway. Go on. Well, I was just just thinking like that's a movie that probably should have had a review embargo. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes, before they they figured out that was a good idea. Yeah. Because that was definitely back, I don't know, 
Well, I feel like that should be, like, stopped immediately. It feels like, you know, it's not false advertising, so they can do it, but it feels, it feels shady, and as someone who likes movies, I want to know beforehand what the general consensus is. I don't let that dictate my choices. I like a lot of movies that have terrible um, Rotten Tomatoes scores, but it's a good, like, litmus, like, it's a good way to just check beforehand as a general rule. With the Emoji Movie, it... Sorry. Okay, so with the Emoji Movie, it it did make a lot of money the opening weekend. And then the second weekend, it made way less money. So very clearly what happened is when the movie came out, lots of people went and saw it. And then everyone found out it was bad. And then the next weekend no one went and saw it because it was so bad so obviously the like the quality of the movie and the review embargo like we're playing a role it wasn't just for nothing yeah they they know okay. what they're doing all right so what what was so okay so there we talked about the ads in the movie what was so bad about the movie besides that though I just didn't think their logic made any sense. If that, you know what I mean? Like the fact that the premise is feels super dumb. The fact that some emojis can like hypothetically change their emotions. Like I I don't think it's a genetic thing or maybe it's a genetic thing where he's not like as able to repress his emotions. But I think all of the emotion emojis are capable of changing their emotions because some of them do at the end of the film. Um, I don't I just, remember that. I believe they you that did. They did. Okay, like the dad, the dad was like the dad and mom. You can see throughout that they're really struggling to actually suppress their emotion, like like trying to always be meh when they're not meh. And I think by the end, like near the end, they start to show a different like a more of a range of emotions um so yeah i i think they can change emotions but then it's also it's also weird too because there are some emojis that aren't emotional emojis like for example jailbreak which i found amusing of course um jailbreak is like the kind of like edgy girl who's like you know a hacker so you know pretty cool she has blue hair she literally has blue hair and pronouns anyway like we find out like in the like near the second like the end of the second act that she's actually a princess emoji who wears a wig um so i guess like some of them can't change unless they like actually wear different clothes to like change how they like it it just doesn't the logic is really you know what i mean because not all emojis are created equal you know what i mean like their purpose is different mm. wow yeah no it's kind it of just a conservative doesn't make any logic it just doesn't make any logical sense to me like it, it's not like streamlined not everything has like a clear explanation it's a well, I think this is getting kind of deep. Well, I think they they tried to get deep. Like, I think they tried to be like make a movie about suppressing emotion or or just not fitting in, and like it's actually okay to like 
not do what your parents want you to do. It's okay for you not to conform to how you look when you were born or what, you know, what position you were born into. That's okay to do. It gets, I think the fact that they're emojis just really takes me out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't take it seriously. Like, take them trying to do this, like, message seriously. You know what I mean? I'd completely disagree. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I actually, I don't even know what I'm disagreeing with. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it, it's, they really shouldn't have even tried to do anything with this movie. They really shouldn't have. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of funny, though, and this is another thing that I think kind of fits into what you're saying about how this movie doesn't really have logic, is how the uh, the the eggplant emoji was categorized. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The eggplant emoji was categorized into, like, the forgotten emojis that no one ever uses. That is not, that is not the case. Don't even, don't even, don't even pretend that that's the case. So the movie was trying to gaslight us into thinking no one uses the eggplant emoji. I almost think that was an intentional joke for the parents because any parents who are like weird, kinky parents who use the egg, okay, side note, if anyone, if who who is using the Maybe they're right, but like, who is who is using the eggplant emoji? Like, I know people do, but it's like it's cringe, you know. I find it to be very extremely cringe if people actually use the eggplant emoji in that way. But regardless of that fact, well, like, I, I feel take note of that. Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, like, I'm assuming that I almost think that was a joke for the parents because the parents would be like, hey, like adults use that emoji all the time. And they're like, oh, that's the joke. Um, because if they actually wanted to like pretend like them, that emoji didn't exist, they just didn't have to have the character. You know what I mean? But by putting it in that like category, they're calling t- attention to that idea, which is like completely wrong, you know? So I feel like it was an intentional joke for the parents, which I almost respect. See, the more we talk about this movie, the more you realize it's good. Like, we're peeling the, the layers of the onion back. One thing that's really funny to think about, this movie came out in December of 2016. So w- Donald Trump had just been elected president. Right? No, he's been president for... Wait. Yeah, that's right. Wait, when, does he ta- when did he take office? He, they take office in January. So it'd be January 2017. January 2017. Okay, so the election is in 2016. So, so this was yeah, this is when people found out that Trump had won, but he hadn't taken office yet. Wait, Kyle, so, it premiered July 23rd, 2017. I'm so sorry. So it did, it came out in 2017, but it was an it was the trailer came out in December 2016. <laughs> it should have so, just been a trailer. So, so people, so in December 2016. Our society collectively knew Donald Trump was about to become president and the emoji emoji movie was about to come out soon as well. So we were just in December twenty sixteen, we were just all in a haze of like we're really turning the page into a dystopia right now. And then what better way to like announce that or or celebrate that with the emoji movie? 
All right, that's the end of this episode's preview. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, get access to all of our Patreon content, and most importantly, support our show, head over to patreon.com slash basednewsnetwork and join us for $5 a month. We really appreciate the support. Thanks for listening, and we shall see you next episode, Based News Network.